You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. Praise God. So again, it is good to be able to connect. It's not the same as normal, I know, but it's good to be able to connect again. Sorry, we've had a bit of a gremlin. I think the, the cord came out. The connection came up. Michael is working on that there. So I can't put up the slide straight away, but uh, hopefully we'll have them in a minute. So I'm going to talk today, and um, my whole message today is about, I'm calling it, shaking off the past. So today, of course, is the final Sunday of 2020. We will never have a Sunday in 2020 again. And some of you are probably saying, thanks be to God, it's been a challenging year. And I get that. But I want to look today at um, 2020 and at your life and my life. And as we're moving forward, I just want to take a brief look at how sometimes when a door is closing, we can get so taken up with the door closing that we don't see the new door opening. So you might call me naive, but for 40 years I've had a faith and the Lord has never, ever left me down. And what I know is that when a door closes, a new door does open. And that God very often has something better for us, even when a door is closing. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Let me tell you about um, a small little strange situation that was the genesis of today's uh, message. So just over two weeks ago, I was sitting at home and I was in my home office and I was just writing in my notebook and writing down ideas and thoughts and I had read scripture and I was getting ready for the message today and suddenly, out of the blue, the door to my office, which was closed, opened fully. Whoosh! The door opened. Within a heartbeat, I knew that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. I had been praying and asking God to guide me as to what I was to share today. And instead of getting a scripture verse or someone saying something, literally the door of my office flew open. Now, we've lived in the house we're in for over 10 years. And in all that time, I've never had this happen. And the interesting thing is, when I looked into it, it turns out the wind for a couple of hours that day was coming from the east. Now, in Ireland, if you know Ireland, the wind tends to come from the west and sometimes the south. An easterly wind is quite unusual, which comes in from Europe rather than the Atlantic. So the wind was from a different direction, and we happened to have one or two windows open that we wouldn't normally have open. And because of these strange things, the door to my office opened for the first time ever, all on its own. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives us a sign. And I wonder how many of us are open. I'm not always open. I'm not, I'm not always receiving. But it's like the Lord saying, I want you to talk about open and closed doors. It's the final Sunday of 2020. And so that's what I'm talking about today. So I'm talking about shaking off the past. Because you've had a year that perhaps you've found very challenging. And as we go into a new year, and I'll continue talking next week, 
Um, but as we go into a new year, I'm just going to try and bring you on a journey for, for a little bit and try and get you thinking and praying and just wondering about what is God doing for your life. Not just Ireland, but you personally. Now Michael is going to do another worship song at the end of the message, so we're not over with the worship and we will be praying in the Holy Spirit. But this word was inspired, I believe, by the Holy Spirit. So I pray that you'd be willing to listen. We're going to look, look at Acts 18. As you can see there, verses 5 to 17, abridged. If you want to get the full impact of what I'm speaking on today, read the entire chapter yourself at home. But I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit and power and in might would break through any fogginess in my brain and my heart or in any of our hearts or brains and you would speak with clarity. Not because of me, I'm only an empty vessel, but because of what you want to say to us as we now move forward into a whole new season and year ahead. Come and bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the door is closing and I'm going to be looking at the Apostle Paul. And he's one of the heroes of uh, the New Testament. He came from a Jewish background and he saw a door closing in his life. Now, Paul had the intelligence, had the discernment, and had the foresight to realize that God was closing a door and opening a new door. And he didn't just keep staring at the door that was closing, which maybe some of us today are doing. Oh, the door is closing, the door is closing. Today is the beginning of a new lockdown in Ireland, and I know some of you are going, oh no, I can't do this, or I can't see that person, and it's difficult, I get it. But when a door closes, another one opens. This is the way it is in the kingdom of God. And I am here to challenge and encourage and cajole you to open your spiritual eyes and see what's the new door. God is opening. So Paul had the intelligence, the discernment, and the foresight to see a door closing and a new door opening. We're going to dive into Paul. He's in the city of Corinth. It's where we get the Corinthian letters. It's in modern day Greece. And he had been in the synagogue, which is like the Jewish church, pleading with the Jews to listen to the message about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus was a Jew, and they would have had the Bible and all of the prophecies about the coming Messiah. So the early Christian missionaries always went to the Jews first. But then they moved on to the non-Jews, the Gentiles, if they weren't listening. So let's see uh, this abridged version from Acts chapter 18. And we read, Paul kept on reaching out or evangelizing to the Jews about Jesus in Corinth, but they still opposed him and attacked him. So he shook the dust off his clothes as a symbol to them, saying, This is on your own heads. I tried my best. And then he moved on to the home of Titius where many believed and were baptized. Hallelujah. And then one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision saying, Don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. I am with you. Nobody is going to harm you. Hallelujah. 
Later, when those same Jews dragged Paul to court, the judge threw out their case, and instead Paul's accusers were themselves attacked badly. But Paul, however, kept on teaching the Word of God. So here's an abridged version, and we see straight away that Paul had kept on reaching out to the Jews in the city of Corinth, in their synagogue, when he met them, but they kept on opposing him and attacking him. You know, I knew a woman in Cork back in the 1980s, and she wouldn't accept the fact that she couldn't pass her driving test. This is true. She went and she repeated the test 14 times. I would have thought after the seventh time, or the eighth time, she would have said, you know what, I just don't seem to be able to get it. But she couldn't say no. Sometimes, like 14 times in the end, she had to say no. Sometimes the door is closing, and you've got to recognize the door is closing. Because these guys weren't listening. What did Jesus say? Don't throw your pearls before swine. And perhaps some of us over Christmas were with a family member or a friend and, and they're just closed as, as you can get, you know. You shouldn't just keep on trying to reach out. You have to come to a conclusion and go, you know, I've got to leave them to God. The door is closing. Well, Paul is doing this here because it was just so difficult. Not only were they in opposition to him, they were actually attacking him. And so Paul says, this is now on your own heads. I have tried my best. He was actually quoting, um, and the full version of it says, the blood is on your own head. And he was quoting Ezekiel 33. And see, the Jews knew it straight away. It said they were vicious, furious. Because the whole teaching of that says, if you know that someone is going to get into trouble, or uh, their life is in danger, or their soul is in danger, and you know that that's going to happen, you need to share that with them. Because if you don't, or I don't, the judgment, the blood is on our own heads. But if having shared it, they reject it, the blood is no longer on your head, the blood is on their heads. And that's what Paul was quoting, this Jewish principle, this Old Testament scripture. So Paul then says that, he says, I've tried my best. It's now on your own heads. We have that saying today. That's on you, boy. That's on you, girl. That's on you, lads. Over to you. I love what the inventor of the telephone machine, Alexander Graham Bell, said this many years ago. Sometimes we stare so long at a door that is closing, we fail to see the door that is opening. On the day, 27th of December in the year of our Lord, 2020, when the Irish government are closing a door again, we think we hope for the last time. How many of us are just staring at the closed door and we're not even looking at the new door opening? There's a whole new door opening. And that new door might be, for example, a husband and wife, you actually 
end up enjoying each other's company more because you were always running around at different things and you had forgotten the friendship you had. Or maybe you're discovering something like, you know what, I can go deeper with God, go for a walk or read scripture because I don't have the same distractions. There are so many things that can be happening that are a blessing, but all we do is we look at the door that is closing. And this guy, if you read into his life, he'll tell you all about doors closing, but there was always a new door opening. Now, Paul had a way of drawing a line under this and perhaps as you and I are coming to the end of 2020 we have a way of doing it because Paul did something dramatic but Paul had closure with the Jews uh, and with that stage of his life and his ministry in Corinth because we're told he shook the dust off his clothes as a symbol to those Jews as soon as he did that within a heartbeat they knew what he was about. They got it. It was one of those high dramatic incidents that we read in scripture. Remember Jesus said to the 72 at the beginning of ministry, if someone rejects what you're saying, take off your shoes, shake the dust off your feet. Right throughout scripture, people think the Bible is boring and very, very dull and very, very conservative, you know. But you know, it was quite theatric. It was quite in your face. Right throughout scripture, here's a tiny example, high impact declarations. Jeremiah 6 is one of many where people, if they were appalled at something nationally or personally, they would take off their clothes, put on sackcloth, like an you know, old potato sack, and take the ashes from the fire and cover their head and face and body. My goodness me, when he'd be walking down the street to go through little, you'd know, and he'd say, Jenny, what's up with him? He's in mourning for Ireland or whatever. It was high impact. Or, for example, in Esther 4, Mordecai tore his garments as a sense of mourning. We read it all over the Bible. You would see their clothes, their lapels torn. It was high impact. What about the New Testament? Jesus in Matthew 21 overturned the tables of the tax collectors and the moneylenders. It was not only to stop them, it was symbolic of this is wrong and it was high impact. Or even within the church itself, we've the likes of Agabus in Acts 21, the prophet, taking Paul's belt and tying his hands. There were high impact declarations all over the Bible. So if you were not the opinion, forget it because that is not the Bible. The Bible is full of life. Would anyone say amen? amen? It's full of the charge of the Holy Spirit. Just as when I was in my office and the east wind that blew in a window opens the door from my office so the wind of the Holy Spirit will blow a different way and it will take us by surprise. Whoever could have guessed 2020 was going to be what it was. Who could have guessed that? And yet the Lord knew all along. And who knows what the new year will bring and the opportunities and the hope it will bring. Paul saw the door was closing and so he drew a line, he shook the dust off his clothes. It was closure. So what's that like today? Maybe you delete all the texts and messages and WhatsApp messages from a friendship that became toxic. 
or maybe you take down a social media profile, or maybe you throw on the fire the letters, the cards someone sent you. There are different ways that you can have closure or draw a line under something in your life to give you symbolically and mentally and emotionally and even spiritually the freedom to move on. And so by shaking off the dust, Paul was saying to God, to them, but also to himself, I move the on, boys. I am moving on. And we're told he didn't just close down and just stop. Paul was moving on. Now, just a very important caveat. The Jewish community was led by a man called Sosthenes. You can read it up yourself later. And when Paul shook the dust off his feet, he wasn't burning a bridge forever with those people. It's just he was leaving them go round the mountain of pain so that they could come to the conclusion that they were wrong. Because that guy Sosthenes became a Christian later on after all of this. It's incredible. It's a powerful testimony of faith. But I won't go into that today. He didn't fully burn the bridge. He just said, you're no longer my focus. And if you want to come and join me, I'm here. I'm not burning a bridge, but I'm not staying around where you are any longer. So Paul moved to the house of Titius. Now, this actually was next door. It wasn't a huge journey. And even though he shook the dust off his clothes and he moved on, he was still in a transition period for a while. It's a bit like in a couple of days we're moving into the new year, 2021. But you see, it's winter now and it'll still be winter for January and February. So the first couple of months of next year are kind of like a transition in so many ways for many of us. But we are still moving on because it's a new day. And how do we know that this new door was God's will? You know what? It's not that complicated. There was fruit, Jesus said, by the fruit you will know. I don't know how many guys I've spoken to over the years and they were dating a girl and they were saying, we're just fighting all the time, we're crying all the time, we have no peace, but I really love her, like. And you know what? They have said, do you know, if God is in this, it's not going to be that hard. It's not rocket science. Yeah, but I know we're mad. Yeah, but do you know what? If this is of God, you have a great time. I'm not saying you won't have difficulty. Michael has left the room laughing. You're not going to be laughing. This is really serious, Michael. But seriously, it shouldn't be that difficult. It's the same someone starts a business or starts a new course of study or a new job and it's nothing but hassle and closed doors and like, hello, maybe God is trying to say something and Paul was doing the right thing in the right place but it was time to move on. And as soon as he moves on, okay, it wasn't immediate because it wasn't he walked through the door and they all went, ah, can I be saved? Let's get baptized. No, this happened over a period of time but there was fruit. It was positive. There was a blessing. And so Paul moves on and he goes in there and it was a whole new opening and a new blessing. But then, and this is what I find fascinating, a little while later, Paul is praying one night and we're told that one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Michael spoke about this last week. Could have been a dream saying, don't be afraid. I am with you. No one will harm you. If you're listening on the podcast, that's Acts 89. I am with you. No one will harm you. Now let me ask you a question. Why do you think the Lord said to Paul, don't be afraid? Can I make a suggestion? And the suggestion is, 
Paul probably was afraid. Mm. Paul, surely he was the great man of faith. Paul wasn't afraid of no one. Paul was a human being, and Paul would have had some fear. Otherwise, why would God say to him, Paul, don't be afraid. And the bravest man or woman out there watching in, maybe the Lord is saying to you today, don't be afraid. Amen. Remember now that the Lord didn't promise Paul there'd be no hassle. He didn't say there's not going to be trouble around. What he did promise is it won't harm you. Amen. The psalmist who said, a thousand may fall at your right hand, ten thousand at your left, but the plague won't come near you. Hallelujah. Amen. We might see loads of cases of coronavirus around, but you know, somewhere in my heart, it's as if the Lord is saying, but it won't come near you. I'm not saying that is a definite prophecy, but it's just that principle that Paul heard a word from God, don't be afraid, there might be hassle around, but you're going to be okay. And so Paul, the great man of God, the great man of faith, was a little bit afraid. Remember, Paul would have known what those Jews were like. They were very judgmental, they were vicious, they were violent, they would have been furious at him, and they still would have been furious at him. Quoting Ezekiel 33 about the blood on, his, on their heads and shaking off the dust off his clothes. So, Paul is prepared. And then we know that the Jews dragged Paul to court. Now, if you think they made an appointment with the local solicitor who got onto the barrister and a date was served in the court of law, that's not how Roman law worked. You literally dragged the person that you had a thing against and you brought them before the judge who on different days would be sitting to rule on different cases. And so we read that the Jews dragged Paul to court Look what happened. The judge threw out their case. It had no validity. If you actually read into it, and this is what I love, if you read into this, if you have the time, Acts 18, you'll see that the scripture actually says Paul was about to open his mouth. And as he was just getting up to speak, the judge went, stop. And then the judge threw out their case. Can you imagine Paul the night before psyching himself up? I'm going to say that now. And, and, and I'm going to do this. Can you imagine the weeks coming up to them? I'm, I'm, this, is, this is the truth. And this happened and that happened. And he was working it all up. And he was getting into a head of steam. And he was psyching himself up for hard action or whatever. He was getting ready. And all of that was in vain. Because God had his back on he didn't even have to say one word. How would you feel if you were coming up in court and your life depended on it? Or how would I feel? We would be psyched up. But I'm sure he was remembering back to the word God spoke to him. Don't be afraid. Nobody will harm you. Well, my goodness, here we see the very outworking of that promise from the Holy Spirit. The judge threw their case out. And basically, if you read into it, the judge said, your case has no validity in Roman law. This is ridiculous. Out, I won't hear of it. And then if you read into it, the judge turned a blind eye to the wider crowd, who were like just the Corinthian people, the Greeks, they weren't Jews. And they obviously had experienced trouble from this group of people before. 
And so what Paul was experiencing, this terrible negative hatred, is something they themselves had experienced as well. And you'll often find that in life. If someone is obnoxious to you, if some, let's say, a supervisor at work is really bullying and giving you an awful lot of trouble, if you're any way reasonable at all, and you haven't bought it on yourself, the chances are is that there's a whole lot of other people who experienced exactly the same. And because of that, we're told the judge, literally, in a very unjust way actually, turned a blind eye, and we're told, in fact, Paul's accusers, that's the Jews, were themselves badly attacked. They were beaten up. We're told this guy, Sosthenes, was particularly targeted. As the verse in the book of Proverbs says, you know, speak wisdom or give advice to a wise man or a wise woman, and they love you. But sometimes with other people, they have to feel the lash of the rod on their back. I speak symbolically and figuratively before the penny drops. And this guy Sosthenes, who was the leader of the Jews, was beaten up. And we know that sometime shortly after that beating, he went, Do you know what? What Paul said originally was true. And he became a Christian. But they had to be beaten up themselves. Again, another principle, even in the demonic realm, and that is very often what your enemy wants to put on your head. And pray this, and I pray it often, you pray, God, whatever they're planning against me, let it come back upon their own head. And upon their own head, it went back. And sometimes that even leads to life. Hallelujah. But it's like we pray God's protection and whoever's against us and are trying to trip us up or do something evil against us as a child of God with the blood of Jesus covering you. Hallelujah! We say, back on the head of the enemy. I remember people who were trying to cast curses on Christians and we prayed, let the curse go back on their own head. And it did. I can give it times and dates and people, if you want, privately. I won't say it publicly. But it did. Now the Jews tried to harm Paul, but nothing came of it because God was protecting him. Who's trying to harm you? What's trying to harm you? Have you lost your job with this new lockdown? Are you afraid for your health? Is it that you're afraid of a relationship because you can't see someone? You know what? Maybe this is a word for you today. Someone or something will try and harm you or harm that relationship. But it won't work, because God has your back. I'm here to give a word of hope for the new year. I'm going to expand on this and go in a whole new direction with this next week. But I do know that the trouble that was meant for Paul went on his enemies. Hallelujah. And what are we told as we come towards the end of this? We're told, but Paul, however, continued teaching the word of God. There's probably a few months left of this lockdown ahead of us, maybe, maybe eight weeks, we don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Uh, and then a transition period, we'll see how things go. I don't know the future, I'm not claiming I do. But it seems that way. All I know is spiritually, and I can only speak spiritually, that the turning of the year is a whole new opportunity for a new door opening in your life. And I sense it spiritually for us as a community as well. And my prayer today, brothers, sisters, 
is that you and I will continue on following the word of God. Amen. Paul was probably a bit traumatized by the court case, was probably not really 100% sure where it was all going, and I'd say the Jews were spitting at him for a while as he walked through the streets of Corinth because he stayed there a good while after that. But you see, the die was cast. He had drawn a line in the sand. There was closure. He had moved on. There was a new blessing coming. And even though there was still a bit of a hassle from the old thing, Paul was moving on. So my prayer for you is that on the last Sunday of 2020, that you and I and all of those who are watching on Catch Up as well, that we will know the strength of God to discern, to be intelligent, to have the foresight that the door that is closing will also see a new door that is opening. So I'm going to pray that you and I can take our eyes off the door that is closing in a healthy way and into the door that is opening. Michael is going to do a song in just a moment, but I want to pray across the digital areas and pray into your experience, into your future, into your relationships, your health, your careers, your study, your ministry. Hallelujah. I pray that every man and woman listening and watching, that you would help us, O oh God, as we see this door closing in the dying days of 2020, would not become transfixed on that which is the past, but we would be able to move on from the past. And that we would draw a line in the sand, I pray, we would shake off the dust of 2020. Would anyone say amen? Shake off the dust of the pain, of the loneliness, of the heartache, of the challenge. Learn from it. But rejoice in the fact that a new season is coming and a new door is opening. And I pray into your life and into mine, into our families and our friends, that we would catch a glimpse of the light at the end of the tunnel and like Paul, we would hang in there and continue with the word of God because the day will come when the sun will rise fully and we will leave the winter behind us and the spring will be here and the voice of the turtle dove will again be heard in our land and the one will rise even the son of God with healing in his wings and you will heal our land, hallelujah Oh, Heavenly Father, keep us steadfast and help us to be excited and full of faith for the new door that is opening because you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are our future. Come, Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. And all the people of God said, Amen. Thank you.
God bless you. We're going to play this out and we'll see you next Sunday by the grace of God.